Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Cow Corner Extra Show. With me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Ian Slat Slater, Ian Alderson, and Ollie Griffiths. For your latest dose of all things lower league Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to the Cow Corner Podcast Extra Show. We're back and... In the meantime, since we last recorded a podcast, there's been so much cricket and we can't wait to break down all of the one game that have been played. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James Hill and as always, I am joined by my good friends Ian Slat Slater and Ollie Griffiths. How are we both? Yeah, good. Good. Uh, apart from no cricket, really. Well, some cricket yesterday, so that was fun. Um, but uh, nothing nothing much to speak of, although I'm sure we'll speak about a game two weeks ago in quite detailed bit, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> how was how was the finals day? Excellent, really good, really good. Shelton did fantastically um, hosting it, and, you know, considering the weather we had on Saturday, the ground was really good. We played the, the games on a hybrid pitch, which was a new thing for me, uh, and it just got better as the day went on, which was really good. Uh, two really good semi-finals, and then a cracking final. You know, um, Chelmarsh coming out victors over Colin by ten runs. So, yeah, excellent stuff. Really good, and good to see one of the sides who we cover on this extra podcast, Iscoid, getting to the finals day. Yes, and and they did really well. I mean, I know they were struggling for players and what have you. They came up against a very strong Chelmarsh side, but managed to restrict them to one hundred and thirty-seven, and. Uh, they ran out of steam a little bit in their batting, but they didn't disgrace themselves. They finished up 95 for nine chasing it. So, uh, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, I, th- I I took I looked at the results and I know I spoke to Ryan and he was a little bit disappointed that the first planned day had, had been curtailed to the rain. But, you know, because they actually had a much stronger team for the first yeah. For the first time round, and they did. They had a few holidays and things. So I know it was a little bit, just, but it's nice to nice to see them. Do do all right and do put up a good job against you know a very they, good side in Chelmarsh. They certainly didn't disgrace themselves. They, in fact, they took they took a lot more wickets than than Colum did against Chelmarsh. Looking yes, at the yeah, yeah, absolutely, yes, yeah. They um they really did. Wright he took three. You know, Duncan Wright just keeps going, doesn't he? And he he, he said to me, he said when I, when I turned up, he went, I haven't played for seven weeks. That's didn't look like it when he bowled. Put it that way, he came on took took three important wickets and made a hell of a difference. Yeah. Good cricketer. Talking of good cricketers, we have ourselves one on as a guest this <laughs> evening. Oh, we got Alderson. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Slater's best mate. He's got mates. <laughs> well. 
Acquaintances, Ollie. Acquaintances, mate. I, I thought you just talk to people and they can't get away from you because right. you never, never shut up. It's, it's a fantastic ploy, mate. It works. <laughs> Here's Slater's best mate, Rich Barge. How are you, Rich? Welcome to the pod. Good evening, James. Thanks very much for having me on. No worries, no worries. So, just in case people don't know who you are, talk a little bit oh, about gosh. yourself. Bloody <laughs> career. Uh, um, so, I was a relative latecomer, I guess, to Shropshire cricket. I didn't start playing here until I was 29. Um, and my first season was the foot and mouth year, which was a, a great start, a great introduction to cricket. Um, and we didn't start start playing. I think about June or something like that. Maybe um, Slats is nodding. I think he's he yeah. remembers it. Yeah, vaguely. Yes. So uh, joined Tibetan Cricket Club. Um, they were the reigning um, Shropshire League champions at that point. They'd won in two thousand, and uh, I joined them for their um, next season, two thousand and one. Uh, those were in the sort of days where the Premier League was a separate entity. Um, I think it was the Masters League, wasn't it, at that point? And the uh, rest of the structure was the Banks's League. So Tibetan were the Div- Division One champions, had some absolutely fantastic players there. Uh, likes of Gavin Cook, uh, Dave Walker, Dave Nock, Twink, Chris Starling, Eugene McCarney. Uh, it was a hell of a team, really, really good team. And uh, I think uh, a lot of my kind of... Um, sort of experiences in that team have uh, really kind of informed the way I've kind of played the game sort of since then. So, uh, yeah, Tibetan, uh, unfortunately, obviously no longer. Um, I was there for, oh gosh, 16 years or so. Um, We oversaw a merger with Hodnet in 2017 um, and uh, that managed to sort of translate some of the Tibetan players into over to Hodnet and some of them are still there. Uh, But, you know, similar theme to what you've been talking about, small village, um, village team struggling to get kind of players consistently. And uh, we went from two teams down to one team and then eventually no teams. You know, it was um, the players pretty much ran out. And, um, you know, myself and Mike Jenkins kept the club going for, you know, a good number of years. Um, but, um, yeah, so that was that was my Tibetan and um, Hodnet days. Uh, moved to Lillishaw because uh, I moved house uh, in end of 2018 and started playing for Lillishaw 2019. Uh, and uh, I'm now captain of the twos at Lillishaw. Um, so just about finding my level in Div 6. <laughs> with, with, some, with, some, with some great competitors down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's a fun no names. It it's, is. Fun, it's a fun league. We enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so playing over 50s as well for Shropshire. Um, that's, that's been a, a new development the last year or two. Um, thoroughly enjoying that, and um, in fact, this season my top score was for the for Shropshire rather than for Lillishaw. So, um, uh, although batting has been so tricky this year, both both on you know the tracks we're playing on, but also mm. just sort of one week you're playing, two weeks you're not. It's impossible mm. to really kind of get any rhythm or flow going, um, which has been quite frustrating on a personal level this year. But um, oh, I don't know. You did all right when you came to Carveral that day. Yeah, oh yeah, that's probably my highest league score actually for you guys. <laughs> well, we were very grateful for it. Uh, no, <laughs> glad to help out. And um, been doing a bit of research off the field as well, I hear. Yeah, I got bored over the winter. Um, no cricket, whatever. Didn't do any indoor games, uh, but I kind of started um, researching history of Shropshire cricket 
um, really going back to kind of the 18th century, um, where the first sort of games were recorded. And then obviously looking at, obviously, the 20th century, the leagues and the development of the leagues. So, uh, yeah, I did a little sort of research project for myself over the over the close season. Whereabouts do you start with that kind of a project, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> well, obviously, the league very helpfully um, publish all their kind of handbooks going back to... Uh, the I think the early 90s I think slats on the website it may even be earlier than that it could even be through to the 70s I don't know yeah yeah so that'll be something that we'll probably be looking to do well we're going to be doing in the off season uh with mm. Rich we're going to be doing a few podcasts on the history of Shropshire cricket yeah. so um if you are interested in that and you do have any questions you want to send Rich's way he will be able to answer them for you or will try his best um I won't be able to answer anything at all <laughs> but uh yeah we'll uh we'll see what we can do and um yeah we'll make a little we're probably going to be either doing an episode or two um we'll just we're going to be meeting up soon anyway to plan it all out and work out how how we do it but yeah though that'll be something for the off season for you guys if you if you are interested in anything or want to know any questions or answers to anything then uh yeah do get in touch but yeah so it's great to have you on rich and i'll be honest with you i was kind of hoping that we'd have a bit few more games to be able to talk about does that lead us on to the one game that was played this this saturday <laughs> well i was i was gonna i was gonna yeah i think it, i think we roll ourselves nicely onto division five no sound effects needed um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got so we had uh well there was one game in the whole of shropshire played yesterday i know i am just as surprised and amazed as you are uh but no surprises to find that it happened in division five and it was newtown second 11 um, who managed to get the game on. Uh, Newtown have only had two games abandoned this season, and I'm pretty sure both of those games were away at Bowmere and at Priors Lee in weeks one and three. But the fact that they've been able to get on pretty much every week in the last five weeks and also win all five of those games has meant that they have absolutely shot up the table. They found themselves in mid-table, around fifth, sixth position, and then have gone all the way up to second, which, given the lead that sides like Church Stretton, and Lanny and Priors Lee had on those teams, so if I go all the way back in my super spreadsheet, yeah, they were 58 points behind Lanny in week 11. And then, yeah, just a run of five victories and being able to get on has made a massive difference. Obviously, since we last spoke, there is something else that has occurred that has helped that gap, which is the moment that we have two people on this podcast probably just go silence for a minute. Um, so, yeah. Um, Rich, obviously, I mean, we brought it up on the supplement podcast when it was the week of the issue happening. But obviously, given that this is our extra pod where we talk in depth about the lower leagues, um, it's the first one we've done since the event. So without labouring the point, we're just going to bring it up very quickly here. So obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, Lanny got deducted a number of points. Um, it was that long ago, I've forgotten myself um, how many points they were deducted, but basically... Yes. 10, Ten. Yeah. yeah, and for Andy Jones not turning up to the captain's meeting when he had uh, his family had a medical emergency and very last minute. And obviously, as we all know, it takes a bloody long time to get to Lanny and it takes Lanny a bloody long time to get to everyone else. 
especially when events are being held at places like St George's. Um, so that's quite a bit trek for them. And their vice skipper was at uni in the south of Wales, so couldn't make it. And the chairman or president, I can't remember who, was um, in Scotland. And then they struggled to get anyone to get there with it being so last minute. So obviously, Rich, you haven't been able to voice your opinion if you want to uh, say anything about be- your thoughts on the whole topic. I- I'm sure I need to be really careful about this, um, <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll tread on eggshells and tread carefully. But I think the first thing to say is, you know, obviously, the Shropshire Cricket League must have been delighted with the amount of social media engagement that the issue generated for them. I imagine it's done a bit even more than the Cow Corner podcast, I think, for, um, <laughs> for the SCCL profile. Um, so I guess whoever is in charge of sort of their social media must have been delighted with the engagement. You know, obviously cricketers like Jack Russell and Matt Pryor and people like that getting involved. Um, yeah, but po- perhaps not for the right reasons. Um, I saw, I saw, I think I saw Jack Russell's tweet actually, that uh, he was asking for the names and addresses of the committee members. Um, (laughs) I I don't, I I don't think it was to go around and say hello, actually. (laughs) Slats, did you give him your your address? I thought you were going to send me a painting. (laughs) Um, But there was a bit of a national um, cricket Twitter pie, or was it, it's not even Twitter anymore, is it X? X We've got to call yeah. it that. I think it was and, still Twitter back then, though. So cool, it, it was still... Twitter, yeah. So it was a bit <laughs> of a, a, a national cricket Twitter pylon um, that that occurred on this. And, you know, I think with, with the, you know, these media, social media storms get as they are. You know, they take on a bit of a life of their own, really. Um, and... You know, I, 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 it's all died down now, certainly by the looks of it. So, which is obviously sort of good news for all concerned. And, um, you know, my my own views about it is I hope that the, um, you know, the 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 league deal with this quite quickly um, and deal with it before the end of the season, um, mm. rather than wait to either the end of the season or after the end of the season, because, mm. you know, Lanny are in the mix when it comes to promotion. We can see from obviously the table that. You know, they could be at 218 points as opposed to 208, um, which is, you know, a short hop behind Newtown, who are in second place above them. So I think with them in the promotion mix, um, my plea, if such plea carries any weight at all, would be make the decision quickly about this um, yeah. so that it's it's resolved before the end of the season because you don't want another storm um, yeah. in, a tea, in a teacup or whatever about the timing of any... Um, decision to reconsider it um, because that yeah it just puts pressure on the league I think um, mm. ma- ma- making it late as well um, yeah. you know because you may say well, you're not you're not allowed to be promoted anymore because we've maintained our decision you know it's it yeah. just puts pressure on and it's not even Lanny either it's the sides who are around them and you know you want everyone wants to be going into those last few games with you know, a clear idea of what's going on. I have heard rumours that it's potentially going to be uh, towards the end of September. So just like the week just before the final week. Um, is Have you had any news, guys, um, on when it might be? Or are you allowed to say or you're not allowed to say? Blink once if you can. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a hostage video. <laughs> it feels like it as well. <laughs> um, uh, good question. I don't. I can't. Do you know what? It's. Uh, I should know really. Whilst whilst you have a yeah. look, I'll I'll pad for some time anyway. But yeah, I think 
I think, yeah, because there was the statement that the league made. And to be honest, I don't think that that did much to quell the situation. And if anything, it kind of made it slightly worse. And originally at that time, they were talking about reviewing it after the season. And then that that got deleted uh, uh, along with the statement itself. And then, yeah, as you said, with with these things, uh, people go about their lives and becomes next week's uh, fish and chip paper with not that they do that with um newspapers or also you can do it with social media but um you get the idea but um i'm, I'm yeah, just I hoping just... that um i'm just hoping that andy jones um mm. doesn't become the third jones that's uh, got a disciplinary this season because <laughs> it just seems to be uh, brian and jeff have uh, both both been disciplined um let's hope andy's not going to be the third in that with his um social media comments Yes. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens anyway because I think what one thing you, 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 one you, thing, what you worry one... that if obviously if it doesn't go Lanny's way if Andy mm. goes public again then it could just recreate the whole pylon again which I guess puts the league in a difficult position again really. It does. Just one one thing I you said about the um tweet being deleted uh or the, the yes. message formerly, formerly known as a tweet. Yes. Um, be deleted. I, I believe I've heard that the reason it was deleted was because the date was wrong in the original um, tweet. Okay, um, that's what I've heard is why it was deleted for no other reason other than there was a a, a factual inaccuracy with the date. Okay, see, I mean, it 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 probably was. Uh, I'd have, I'd love to have been a member of the WhatsApp group for the uh, league committee on that particular day. I'd imagine that was um, phones were buzzing every two minutes, weren't they? To be honest with you, silence. No, I don't quiet, know, and actually. I can't say to. It, 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 no, no, it, it, it was pretty quiet. To be fair, I think I think the, the, all the noise was on, was on Twitter, wasn't it? It was all on social media. Mm. Um, it, it, look, I think. Um, if, yeah, I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs> yeah, be, be careful, Ian. <laughs> yeah, just cut that out. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, it's it's not something I can speak on, and I just you know it's it, yeah I can't. I mean you know there are there are lots of different things involved in this, and I think it's it, it needs to be resolved. I think I'll echo, mm. you know we we it needs to be resolved and needs to be resolved sooner rather than later. Absolutely, uh, I do know that the proposed date for the committee meeting has been brought forward, yeah, to deal with this, but it's. You getting a full committee together this time of year, we don't normally have a committee meeting in August because everybody's on holiday. And, you know, it's just a, a factual thing is that people are on holiday uh, and you want to have a full committee meeting on this to be able to discuss it with all of the people present to be able to to make a, the, a decision, whichever decision it is, to make a decision with all people getting involved and having a, a say and a vote. Now, uh, so, you know... I, it won't happen till September. There's there's no getting away from that because it just. It, but it will be early in September. I I understand. Okay, and it has to, it has to be in person, would it, uh, for the for the meeting rather than being able to do a Zoom and get it done earlier. I don't know if that's been explored as an option. That's not. Okay. But that's, I don't get involved in that bit. I mean, to be honest with you, they're generally the meetings are all in person, and you yeah, know yeah. They, they tend to be. Um, we have done a, Zoom. A bit, like, done a, a, bit, a bit like the captain's meeting. Well, yeah. I, I, do you know what? I, I'm, I'm, 
I, I, to be honest with you, the cap, captain's meetings are an interesting thing because I think, um, yeah, getting everybody together can sound a bit archaic and everybody everything else, but you try and get everybody together. It used to be to hand the balls out and everything else. And I think, to be honest with you, it's, it, it, it will become eventually a thing of the past at some point, captain's meetings pre-season. When that happens, I don't know. But I do think we could actually do smaller meetings like we did was it last year or the year before when we did the EDI meetings. Yeah. Yeah. That's the year before where they had more like three different places. And, you, and, you, and you're having, you know, three or four meetings across because Shropshire geography or Shropshire cricket geography rather is massive. You know, mm. we go, we go from Lanny all the way down to Lanny and into, into sort of mid Wales, virtually all the way across to Wheaton Aston in Staffordshire. You know, so it's a hell of a set of geography, and all the way up to Chirk, etc. You know, we 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 far exceed the boundaries of Shropshire um, as as a, which is great. It's great for Shropshire for 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 the cricket and everything else. You play at all these different grounds, and it's a you know, having a way day and everything else. But it does make the whole logistics of it and the management of it a little mm. bit more difficult. Um, so yeah, is it smaller meetings like we did with the EDI to get those messages across and get everybody there? That may be it. I, I think Zoom is a wonderful thing, but actually, do you know what? It doesn't always work for that many people. It becomes unwieldy mm. when you when you try and get fifty people on a Zoom meeting. You know, it works when you've got 10, 15, but try and get fifty on there, fifty captains on a Zoom meeting. We did it before with when, when COVID came out, and it was a nightmare. <laughs> I was on it. It was, you know, as a captain, I was on it, and it was, it was, it was cumbersome to say the least. Mm. But I think, you know, it's kind of, you know, we've moved things into the captains' meeting this year to make it more of a right. Told a couple of things, pick up our team sheets and disappear. So we do the draw for the for the hundred or the what you know whatever it'll be the knockout if you know it's the hundred at the minute may not always stay that but who knows but we do that and we, there's more involved in that in terms of the captain's meeting as it was and you know let's not forget it doesn't always have to be the captain the vice captain or the chairman or a committee member it can be a representative of the club who attends the meeting whoever. I've had people come to the captain's meeting where, they, they, you know, they're just a member of the club, the playing member, because they're mm. available and can come and do it. And, you know, they sign the sheet and they they do that. You know, they take all the information back to their own club. So, you know, it's it's there's lots of things that, yeah, there's lots of stuff. Yeah, I think I think I think we speak for everyone when we just say we it yeah for everyone involved, the quicker it gets done, the better. Really, Agreed. so Agreed. people can either people can absorb what's gone on and it's tricky, you know, organizing things and all in various, all various ways. I know it's bloody hard enough just to get everyone on to do a podcast and we've only got like <laughs> three groups of like four. Um, so yeah, so I, I completely understand it. I think for division five as well and for Lanny's sake, you know, they need that resolution. So people know what they're playing for towards the end of the season. You never know. If it carries on like this, though, it might be irrelevant. <laughs> it might not make a big drop, one bit of difference, but you never know. Anyway, so yeah, Newtown. <laughs> Newtown, uh, bowled out Beacon for 74. Uh, Evan Smout, four for 18 off six overs. And Jonathan Davis, three for 23 off his nine overs. And then Newtown's Ryan Davis, 40 off 55. 
and Danny Folks got 21 off 39 as Newtown knocked off the 74 in 19 overs, two down. As you said, that's changed the landscape considerably, um, especially given that week 15, which was um, the week previous, was has been the only full game of cricket uh, the division has seen since week 11. Uh, in week 15, a big shock as St. George's beat Church Stretton and Priors Lee won the game of the division with uh, over Lanny. And uh, Beacon had previously got a victory over Lowly Kai Glass. Um, Bomer Heath, second 11, get a winning draw against Calverhall and uh, much Wenlock winning via a concession against Fens. So, Ollie, Division 5 this season. Yeah, well, I haven't played in it, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we, we have we have played, obviously played in it a little bit. Um, um, doesn't feel like I've... Doesn't feel like I've played in since the end of May. Really, um, I went away. Obviously, I had two weeks on holiday, and then uh, come back, and we've conceded a couple. And um, I mean, it's rained. I was just, I was just looking at um, you know, Newtown. So we've played every single week for the last five weeks. You know, okay, last week, last week, the week before when everyone played, fair enough. But how have how is it? Is there some sort of little microclimate in in Newtown, Costa del Newtown? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy, and you know, fair play to the groundsmen at Newtown, um, getting all those games on. I mean, obviously, some of them were away, and they've just obviously fallen quite lucky with with the weather. Um, you know, it's fantastic, but yeah, no, Division Five's a good division. I, I do think that any team, well, as as proven, you know, um, Church Stretton and and Lanny were the runaway top two teams, and they both lost last weekend. Um, mm. Mm. Which was 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 a massive turn up for the book. She'd have been one of those teams. Church Stretton, you know, would have lost to um, Saint, they'd have lost to Saint George's, and they'd been like, oh no, we've proper thrown this away, and, and then look at look at the results, and oh no, the result, Lanny have lost to Prizely as well, and, and vice versa. You know, yeah. Lanny had been like, oh, you know, we've really, we've really after everything that's happened to us, you know, we've we've dropped further, more and more points away from, but then to look at the thing, oh, Church Stretton have lost to Saint George's, you know. And you know you'd looked at the, you'd have looked at the form and you'd have you'd have you'd have had that down for a church threat and win all day long. Um, yeah, but you know fantastic turnout for for St George's and you know and they deserved the win. Looking at the mm. looking at the, the um, result sheet and you know really good you know well done to them. We played we we last week we played at, at Bowmere. We, we only had ten, but it didn't make a lot of difference. And we had a. We had a really good game, to be fair. Um, we restricted them pretty well until um, Chris Stevens came out and smashed a very quick forty-four and pu- pushed their score up to what was well, they were sixty odd at drinks, um, and they made one ninety-two, I think, in the end. Um, so at drinks, we thought, you know, we've, well, we're doing all right here, and you know, we dropped uh, Dave Langton about twenty thousand times, I think. Um, <laughs> You know, he, I hope he went and put his lottery on that night because he certainly uh, was it had the luck, for, you know, on that day. And um, but then Chris Stevens came out at the end and you know smashed a very quick forty-four, supported by 
I can't remember his name, the, the guy at the other end, you know, that just hit a few sixes and really pushed that score up. And then we came out, we had Ben Oakley playing for us that day. And, you know, he is he is a player who's playing below his standards. And you know, we, we freely admit that, but he's a lad from, lives in the village, you know, wants to play for us. You know, he, he he's living at home this year because um, he's back from travelling, but... Um, even when he was living in Manchester, he was travelling back as often as he could to, to play for his his home his home club, and um, we're very grateful. And he he ended up with seventy five not out, carried his bat from um, first over to the last over, and we just sort of fell fell away around him a bit, really. But to start with, we were massively ahead of the of the rate. I think we were ten overs ahead of Bomir at that point, and but then Chris Stevens comes on to bowl, and he took six for thirty odd, and completely changed the game and Annie caught one as well so I think he was evolved in seven of the nine wickets that, that fell that day and um, you know he's, he's a very good cricketer and he was proper bending his back that day and I you know I, I don't know he said he's had a back injury and is only just really coming back into to bowling pace but you know if he's if he's bowling that well and he's had a back injury then I, I wouldn't imagine what he was like when he was um, pre- Injury, so it was, you know, very good, and you know, they're they're a decent side and sitting mid comfortably mid table. Um, you know, we haven't played much Wenlock this year, so I can't comment on that. Um, we were meant to play Fens this week, um, who have struggled last week, but they they've lost a few lads back to football. Um, Ryan had got a few mates helping them out with um to to fill the numbers, but they've gone back to football now. The football season seems to get longer every year. It's Finishing later and starting sooner. Yeah. Um, Bloody you know, game. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I said, I haven't played. I don't feel like I've played a massive amount of cricket this year. I just seem to have missed quite a few games, and, mm. and you know, I haven't haven't played Kai Glass. I haven't played against uh, St George's. I haven't played against Fens this year. I haven't played against much Wenlock. Played a couple of games against Bowmer. I've played against Church Stretton and and Lanny. Um, haven't played against Newtown because we conceded at their place and they've yet to um, come to us. Mm. But it's looking like the the top four in that division now are, are probably starting to pull away. Um, but certainly the top three, yeah, the, you know, prize they're pulling themselves back into it. You know, much like Newtown have. Um, you know, we're looking at Church Gretton with two hundred thirty nine points sitting at the top. Um, but they've been reeled in by Newtown as we've discussed. Who've played five weeks on the trot and one or five. Um, yeah. New, Newtown in third place with 208 points and Lanny with 206. Sorry, with Prisley with 206, not not far behind Lanidloy's now. So Lanidloy's, you know, from being top um, prior to everything we've discussed, you know, and now looking at potentially dropping into fourth place, which yeah. they'll be distraught about. Um you know, yeah, Beacon aren't too far behind with 188, but I do feel it's those it's those top four now yeah. that are going to sort of yeah. decide where this where this division's headed. You look at Division Five as well. There was a 40 point gap in Week 11, and you know there was a 50. As we mentioned, there was a 58 point gap between Newtown, but there was a 40 point gap between the top two and even just third. It's been a, it's been a fantastic effort by Newtown, and if the weather continues the way it is, it will be a case of um who can get the games on i mean in yeah. most in most of the other divisions to be fair um everyone else has pretty much played a similar amount of games division five is the only one where there's people you know who 
Fens haven't played for five weeks. They haven't played since week 11 um, because the one week um, they conceded and uh, Wellington have only played once in the last five weeks, um, as have Lanny. And both both of those sides lost that one game. Um, Lanny obviously lost to Priorsley and Wellington lost to Newtown. Um, but everyone else has, give or take, played two games. Um, and unsurprisingly, um, results have been a bit indifferent. I mean, Church Stretton, obviously, they've got they got one victory via concession to Calverhall, but they've, you know, and then they lost to St. George's week 15, which I guess is quite a shock. But it's it's just hard to get any form or any kind of sense of rhythm, isn't it, Rich, this season? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're playing one week, you then have two weeks out. Um, and, you know, if particularly, well, you know, cricket is a, sk- a game that relies on rhythm and form. And I think when that's interrupted constantly, it's just really hard to get going. I think, you know, you look at the number of wickets that have been taken really kind of across the divisions. And, you know, it, it's it's really kind of standing out. You know, it's, you're in the 20s you know, for, for most divisions in terms of top wicket takers. Um, I had a look in Division 6, obviously a division closer to my heart. And I think the most, any any one bowler as bold is 75 overs this year, which is, you know, we're yeah, second, week, second week of August, you know, we're pretty much at the end of the season. It's it's madness, you know. Well, put it this way, Rich, I, I bowled 95 overs last year. And missed the last five games because I broke my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'd taken twenty-five mm. wickets. And this, and that was that was I think the thirteenth of August when I broke my ankle. Didn't play the last few games. Uh, this year, I was looking. I was just looking at exactly that same thing in terms of how many overs people have bowled. It's yep. 60, 70 overs max. Yep. It's 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 really. But I've said about Newtown. Fair play to them for getting the game on. And you talked about you know having that match fitness and that sort of that match rhythm and everything else well they will have that because they they get out there and want to get the game on and also it's an attitude thing as well because if the if the weather's a bit iffy on the day and you want you know if your team wants to play and the other team's not so keen do you know what you're gonna have the best of it and it's it's kind of you know fair play to them i think they you know they've they've seen an opportunity and mm-hmm. um you know they're all pulling together to get stuff done and get the games on and have that attitude going into those games so you know good for them good for yeah, them yeah you look at their last six fixtures as well going into the final part of the season they've got Stretton final game of the season and they which is week 22 and then week 20 um they've got Lanny so they've got both the sides around them but penultimate week they've got Calverhall bottom of the table they've got week 19 to the week before Lanny they've got Kai Glass second from bottom and then week 17 and 18 they've got much Wenlock and Iskoid and Fens Bank who are seventh and eighth so it's all in their own hands if they do want to get get that yeah. get promoted and Absolutely, and and you know the uh, the bookies have stopped taking bets on that to get the Lanny and Stretton games because they might be called off for rain. <laughs> oh come on! But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you buggers are slow. <laughs> uh, Lanny, yeah. Lanny, yeah, yeah, we're not going to Newtown. No, we're not playing that. It's, it's spitting. We're not having that. We're not. Playing. <laughs> yeah, if you had a, if you had a look at that bot, if you had a look at the final six games that are left, is there anyone's running that you'd particularly like out of those top four? Newtowns, probably. I think. Look. 
I think they back themselves. They back themselves. They'll they'll back themselves to beat those sides that are below them, and they'll back themselves to have a good go against Stratton and Lanny. And it might those games might be meaningless to a degree, whether they win, lose, or draw, mm. because they they might have done it already by play, by winning the other Saints games. Who knows? I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm I, looking I, at. Looking I, at- Go on, sorry, Rich. Sorry, I was going to say, I don't think you can look beyond Church Stratton. I, I know that the, the gap has narrowed a lot at the top of Div 5 because Newtown have got their games on and because Stratton had a reverse in Week 15. Um, but they are or have been you know, by far the sort of strongest outfit in the division, you know, both with bat and ball. Mm. Um, and you know, I just sort of think as that you go into the last sort of six games, provided those lads from the local abattoir are, are going to be available, Um and uh, carry on playing. You know, I can't. I can't see beyond Stratton really. Mm. I mean, look. What I was going to say is, Lanny have got a pretty decent run in and all. To be fair, um, yes, they've got Newtown um, two weeks before. You know, the third week with with three games to go. But then they've got Kai Glass and Carvajal last two weeks, and you know, Kai Glass and ourselves are the bottom two. So you oh. couldn't have asked you couldn't have asked for a better run in really in terms of right well, we need to two wins out of the last two games or we've got the bottom two teams so and and Lanny will be up for it you know they mm. they you know they they're a good bunch of lads they they don't mind travelling and going anywhere and uh, yeah they'll be up for it so yeah, last game of the season they're home against us so you know they haven't got to travel last game of the season and yeah and uh, they'll they'll have, they'll have their 10 points back by then probably <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, <laughs> we'll move ourselves on to the next division. And why not? Let's talk about Division 6. Okay, so Division 6, again, another league that hasn't really seen much change or a great deal of cricket. But Olskett Heath are still top of the table with 231 points. Just behind them are Kund with 206. Then you've got Lillishaw just behind them, uh, 11 points behind. And then 15 points behind them are Rockster and Uppington second 11. Three points behind them are Willie second 11. Sixth place, Harcourt. Seventh place, Knockin and Kinnerley. Eighth, Welshpool second 11. Acton Reynolds find themselves in ninth. Monty in 10th. Column in 11th. And Ludlow in 12th so the one thing i would say is it, obviously with this bottom this bottom set um it has got a little bit closer much more recently there's only one point between column second 11 in 11th and monty second 11 in 10th and then there's only five points between monty and reynolds so it's shaping up to be a very competitive end of the season down at the bottom if it continues that way especially with all of the sides playing either top couple teams or each other so yeah it's um the last week that we had actually in week 15 only two of the top half won their games and that was Lillishaw against Willie and Roxeter against Old Scott. And I think we'll start with Rich on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we we were very fortunate. I'm gonna be magnanimous about this. We we were ex- <laughs> we were very fortunate. We got we got a good toss uh to win. And then when we were batting in particular, um the amount of inside edges 
you know, you don't see that over a season, let alone one game. Um, so I think Willie... Just ask Zach could, Crawley. Could, could, yeah, exactly. He's made a career out of it. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I think Willie can feel a little bit hard done by, um, in, in all fairness. It was it was a very good game, but um, we had luck on our side that day. Well, that's, that, that is very magnanimous of you, Rich. But to be fair, uh, Robbie Bagshaw had a day out, didn't he? Bowl really well and hits the ball a long way. Um, and, you know, yeah, he had a little bit of luck, but you know what? You make your own luck in this game, and he was um, he was biffing it over the boundary and, and, and scored a fine 60, um, and it, that, that changed the game to a degree, I think. Um, uh, and, yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good game. I think it was a day of shocks, though, wasn't it, really? Because, you know, we were looking at it thinking... What's going to happen? You know, it was, we thought it was a pivotal game with us, third versus fourth. And and actually then, Kund beaten at home by Montgomery by 10 wickets. Wow, 10 wickets. You know, that was that was incredible. Graham Tro making 37 in their 100 and, was it 110, 113, something like that. And then, um, you know, Tom Caulfield, 53 not out and two for 16. Uh, and Matt Jones with 47 mm. not out, and you know, it was the knock it off was was excellent. Well, we thought because um, we'd we'd already heard that Oswestry had conceded against Monty ones. Yeah, um, and we thought that possibly Monty might stack their twos with their available first team players, but they didn't. In no, fairness, they didn't at all, uh, and they still won by 10 wickets against you know one of the form teams of the division. So uh, that was a real shock, real turn up for the books. And, and then Roxeter beat beating Allscott. You know, again, you wouldn't have put. I mean, I know Oscar have been a bit. You know, they've been very strong early part of the season, and availability has sort of drifted away a little bit, and they don't always have the strongest team out. But for Roxas to win by fifty-two runs, batting mm-hmm. first, um, you know, scoring two hundred and where are we, two hundred and four, and then bowling Oscar out for one hundred and fifty-two, and Jula Wanasinga, yeah, yeah, and Kalpa Karunayaka. yep, who got forty and also got two for forty-five, and then Manjula. He got forty-one, uh, Manjula, and uh, you know they they uh, scored the runs for Rockster, the bulk of them. Um, you know Daniel Bent- Daniel Bentnell uh, with three for thirty-one, and Josh Gosnell three for forty-six. He's up there with the leading wicket takers mm. in the division. Um, but then James Harris with four for thirty-one for you know for Rockster, um, and then the, the rest of the weeks were shared around a little bit, but. Yeah, that that was a big surprise, and to see the top two both lose was, you know, we were scratching our heads a little bit. We were rich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Olskett, um, you know, their captain Sean Rigby, uh, he's played pretty much every game this season. Was up in the ones that week. Yeah, uh, his, his brother, his brother as well. Uh, you know, obviously Billy West, who was setting the division on fire, you know, with the bat. Um, certainly, the first sort of nine games of the season, he's he's done well enough to get a permanent gig by the looks yeah. of things in the in the first team that was after so, 169 wasn't it yeah, yeah 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 that's right so i think i think sort of um perhaps first team availability yeah has has dragged some of the better players out of Oscar twos to to go up and play as you would expect with a second team um i'm just hoping that that continues <laughs> for the next uh, six weeks <laughs> but, but but they they have been quite cute really um they they've generally played a first team player most games yeah. Um, I, know, I know that sort of Jack Case had a game. One of the Starlings came down. Uh, now that may be a deliberate ploy, or it may be just that they could only play home yeah. games that week or whatever. 
Um, but I think they've, you know, as we've, as you've spoken about before on this pod, you know, they've got a point to prove in terms that they felt hard done by being relegated last year, you know, third bottom. Uh, they want to get back up to Div 5 as quickly as possible. So it wouldn't surprise me that they try and kind of strengthen the last sort of six games to to make sure they get over that line. Um, mm. I suppose it depends how they're first are doing, whether they're in with a shout of promotion from, um, from Div 1, I guess. Yeah, um, one in their last six, though, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, after, was that after we beat them? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, two defeats, <laughs> one to Rockstar and one to Willie. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? We're playing the last game of the season. I'm really looking forward to that because it'll be fun. And uh, they might have the new Pavi open. Uh, Make sure, you make, make, sure, make sure you go for a drink. Otherwise, you'll never hear the last of it. Oh, listen. <laughs> you should know about the Willy Boys. We drink everywhere. We, 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 we never not go for a drink. It's one of those things we do. Um, but, we've got we've got the penultimate game of the season. So um, that, cool. that run in for them might be quite interesting. The last two games away at us and then a home to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Other results that stuck out, actually, uh, Harcourt, uh, local derby, Winning at Acton Reynolds uh, by nine wickets, chasing down a lowly score of eight eighty six to win. Um, I think it was, you know, Harcourt. We all, it's, it's my my boyhood club, and I always look out for their results. And they got promoted last year, and they were worried to death that actually some of the RAF lads wouldn't be able to play this year, and they might be stuck and you know be in a, in a division too high for them. But they've done fantastically, and I think you know they're they're pretty much cemented. They're mid, they're comfortably mid table now, and you know should be all right. Um, you know whatever happens with the RAF lads, uh, hopefully they get some more in next year. But uh, that's always good to see. Um, and yeah, uh, Column winning at Knocking, I was quite surprised at. Um, you know that was a sort of an interesting result because Column had been struggling a little bit. Um, and Ludlow seemed to be on the on on the rise at last, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got some players back. I mean, yeah, Rory Bunting starting to play for them again. Yeah, uh, he was missing certainly in the twos all first half of the season, but he seems to be more a regular fixture now in the threes. People. And he's, he'll make an enormous difference with bat and ball. Um, mm. I expect them actually, weirdly enough, to get out of it. I, th- I don't think they'll be relegated. Um, I, I've got I've got a feeling that Colin. Uh, given the obviously focus on their first team wanting to get promoted from Div Three, and they look like they're doing that you know, well at the moment, mm. um, I think they are possibly. Um, if if you have a bottom two, I think they're going to be in it. Um, I fear slightly Fracton Reynolds. Um, mm. I fear they they've got dragged into this. Um, yeah. they, they were comfortably mid table to begin with. They keep they're sliding down, and they're only what six points off second bottom, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think and it's interesting when you look at the run scorers and the wicket takers, you know, the run, top run scorer is Nick Russell from Axon Reynolds, 420 runs this season. You know, he's been, you know, he's, he's won one run ahead of Millie, yep. you know, Simon Millington, and then Jason Brooks with 404 for Kund. And then in terms of bowlers, um, again, it's, it's, it's really tight. We were talking about before, Liam Cummins, who's for Harcourt, swing, yeah. Lovely swing bowler, great action. He's taken 23 wickets this year. He leads the way. Josh Gosnell for Allskirt with 21. And then Jay Salgadu for Rochester with 20. It's really tight at the top there. And I just, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be really surprised if Reynolds did slip into the relegation, Meyer. But 
I wouldn't be shocked because when they came to us, if they don't have, they miss one or two players, they really struggle. They have to have all their big players there, Foxy, Nick mm-hmm. Russell, Kev Harrison with the ball, uh, Keith Sambrook. They have to have all those players there every week to be able to, you know, aid, aid Hudson. You know, if he's missing, he's a big he's a big miss and he hasn't played that many games this season. Foxy's so, actually injured at the moment as well. Right, okay. So, because Foxy's up there, and he's in the, he's in the run scores. I think he's fourth or fifth in the in the run scoring yeah. table. You know, I think he got I think he got injured a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe in the evening league, I did see it against yeah. um, Bowman. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's not a big injury. I think he'd be, a couple of weeks he'll be back. Yeah, mm. but yeah. to to lose someone of Foxy's ability, even for a week, is uh, a big loss. Yeah, you, you look at their running as well. Their final six games, they've got Lillishaw who's third. They've got Knockin who are in seventh. They've got Willie who are fifth, then Column who are eleventh down there with them. Penultimate game of the season, second place Kund. Well, that they're in second place at the moment, and then that final game of the season against uh, Ludlow, who are currently bottom of the table. So it could be a shootout uh, on mm. that final game. Column, um, we've got Monty as well, so it could be the bottom four all playing each other that last final game of the season, which. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that Te- tees it up nicely. Well, yeah, it does. But, <laughs> but then Mo- Monty winning at Kun might be the catalyst for them to suddenly turn their season around because they've been, by their own standards, they've been probably disappointing yeah. this year, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know. We've not played them. Well, um, no, neither have we. <laughs> neither have we. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we, you know, I was looking at the cancellations in Div Six, and I, this is obviously a point that's quite close to home, and we, we've lost eight of 16 um, in terms of games either cancelled or abandoned. Willie uh, have lost seven. Yeah, seven. Um, but but couldn't four, uh, Olsker five, and um, it's probably no coincidence then that they sit above us in the table simply because mm-hmm. of playing their games, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. But, hey, it's the weather. Mm-hmm. What can you do about it? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And it does make those uh, toss it, coin tosses much more important uh, than they usually would be because of the conditions of pitches and the way that they deteriorate or even the way that they improve as the day goes on that generally if it's sunny and it's there's a bit of wind in the air you know there's a bit of wind around you know dry it up for that second innings because I know I've played in a few this season where we've lost a toss and we may as well may as well have just shook hands and gone right should we go to the pub and uh can we yeah, have five, well, can we have five points and you just take the rest? <laughs> James James and I have to say our captain Minzy Rudd is a useless tosser. Just, he's lost he's lost everything, hasn't he? He hasn't won a, he hasn't he hasn't won a toss this season. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but but um just just on to the league's credit, I think moving the win lose draw around to the end of the season, the second half of the season, I think that re- you know, he's going to provide some excitement on the run in simply because teams will be forced to bat first um, yeah. in order to try yeah. and maximise their points. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I think I think it becomes a little sterile when it's 20 points for the win that you're having win-lose because generally nothing changes if teams are winning. But mm. with this system, you know, you can even have more points even if both teams are winning. Um, so it can sort of alter, you know, captain's decision-making when the, when the coin lands. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's move ourselves on to our next division then, and we'll go on to division... 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Four. So in Division 4, Wheaton Aston still lead the way with 234 points, 29 points behind them in second place are Gillsfield. Two points behind them are Whitchurch, second 11 with 203. Then quite a big jump down to Newport, who are 21 points behind them. Quite a drop for Newport, second 11, who had found themselves in second place the last time uh, that we'd recorded um, a podcast. Then in fifth place are Condover. Again, there's quite a sizable gap, 23 points between them and Newport. Then Eight points between them and Harper's. Schiffnell third 11 in seventh. Frankton second 11 in eighth. And Shrewsbury third 11 in ninth. Three points separate those three sides. Then your bottom three, uh, Hodnett and Peplow. So Hodnett and Peplow are only eight points behind Shrewsbury third 11. Uh, but uh, Bridge North third 11 in 11th are 40 points behind Hodnett and they are a few points ahead of Bishop's Castle, who are in 12th place on 75 points. So, I mean, ugh, I don't know what to say about this division. It kind of looks like it's between the top three for who goes up, and it looks like relegation's already been decided apart from, well, if anything happens with the Birmingham League sides coming down, and that might make it interesting for anyone who isn't in the top four. <laughs> Well, with six games to go, Castle haven't won a game all season. Um, yeah, the writing's on the wall there, unfortunately, isn't it? Uh, sadly for them. Bridge North Thirds, I think they said they knew they were going to struggle this season. Um, again, similarly, I think 40 points adrift. It's too much of a, a gap to bridge now, I think, with only six games left. Um, but I tell you what, if anybody finishes above Gillsfield in, in, and finishes in second spot ahead of Gillsfield... They've had a really good season because I think Gillsfield just go on from strength to strength. They've they've made some changes. They brought players in, and um, I know we talked about uh, Joe Mangle, but <laughs> but Andy Flan I think is a, is a, a very good cricketer for this standard. Um, yeah. he, he, you know he's 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 averaging what 111 at the moment, um, and. Yeah, I just I just think that for them will give them the push. I don't think they'll catch Wheaton Aston. I don't think they will. I think Wheaton Aston will stay stay top of the league and win it. But I think uh, I'll be very surprised if Gillsfield don't finish in, in runners up spot. Yeah, yeah Wheaton Aston, at just one of the only sorry. unbeaten teams in the league and beat Gillsfield the last time this division saw any cricket. Um, Wheaton Aston. Bowling Gillsfield all out for 178. As you said, they got Andy Flan early for eight. Uh, Rodri Parfit got run out for 76. And Dave Williams also made 44 for Gillsfield um, with the ball for Wheaton Aston. 
Joe Marson and Ben Marson, both with three wickets each. And then with the bat, Nathan Whittingham, 70, uh, Billy Curtis, 30. One, as Stuart Chick and Richard Smith saw the game over the line uh, for a big win for Wheaton Aston. And they've been, well, <laughs> they've been clearly the best team this season. They've only, they've only had, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this, but they've only had the six games banding guys due to the weather. But every other game that they've played, they have won. Um, but yes, what were you going to say, Ollie? Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just, I was just saying. Actually, well, in some respects, it's a shame that the only game that's gone ahead in the last five weeks is the Gillsfield, um, Wheaton Aston game. Because if that had been rained off, they'd still be pretty level pegging, and it would have been a fantastic run in. Um, as it happens, they've obviously pulled a few points clear. Having said that, last game of the season in this division is Wheaton Aston versus Whitchurch, first against third, as it currently stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gillsfield, looking at the games they've got left, they're all bottom half teams as it stands. So, mm-hmm. you know, Gillsfield, have, by by the looks of it, have got the better running, um, you know, and that, that last game of the season could, uh, Whitchurch against uh, Wheaton Aston, could be a, could be a, a big game, really, um, dependent on yeah. decide where the, where the title goes. You look at Whitchurch's running... I'm I sorry, agree with you. It. Sorry, I was going to say I agree with Slats. I think we can't look past Wheaton Aston, but it could just be an exciting twist in the tale. Mm. You look at you look at Whitchurch's running as well, and if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do it the hard way. They've got Shifnal thirds who are in seventh. They've got Gillsfield in second. They've then got Condover who are fifth and a very good side. They've then got Newport who are fourth. They then got. Bishop's Castle, who are bottom penultimate week of the season, and then finish with Wheaton Aston in first. So yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna do it or make a late push, that's that's the way. You, that's that's the route you're gonna have to go through. It's gonna be a hard one, but you'll be taking points off everyone around you, so that you'd be in no doubt that you'd be at the top. And if you know if they do carry on, it could be a very good end of season game there. I I think, Gorich. Yeah, I mean, Whitchurch have done really well. I mean, obviously got promoted from Div 5 last year and have, have found Div 4 a bit of a breeze looking at their, you know, league position throughout the season. They've been in the top three pretty much from week one. Um, so, you know, they've been serious kind of contenders in that division. They've they've coped with it very well. And, um, you know, I you know, obviously two points between them and Gillsfield. I appreciate they've got to go to Wheaton Aston for the last game of the season. Um, but I still think that, you know, that top three there could be some chopping and changing yet between that order of them. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty much been the top four all season, isn't it, Slats? Yeah, and I think look, I think one of the things that will will set Gillsfield apart is they will get games on when perhaps other teams don't, and it's similar to Newtown to a degree. I know a couple of weeks ago when we didn't play, and a lot of teams didn't play, they got the game on against uh, Newport and stuffed them. At, the, at at Gillsfield, it seems to be that sort of you know mid Wales triangle with the weather that seems <laughs> to avoid it, and you know they get these get they get these games mm. on. Uh, I, that, I, that, what, that wasn't when we were you were at Welshpool and we were at Monty and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I, I remember playing a game at Gillsfield two years ago and everywhere else was off, and they said no, no, Dave Dave Lewis said no, no, Slats, we're on, and we went down there and we played. So you know it's kind of. I, 
I think, you know, uh, they will get the game on. And as I said, they, they, they've got strength in depth there. Um, you know, Dave Williams scoring a lot of runs as well. Um, and, you know, Katie Parfit and Rodri Parfit getting wickets as well. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think that if Wichich catch them, then they've done really well. I think I think you know um, I'll, I'll be surprised. I I, I I you know no offense to Wichich, I know the lads there and everything else, but I think the top two will be Wheaton, Aston, Gillsfield. I think something that we haven't really mentioned either is both of these teams are first 11s as well, which yeah. makes a massive difference. They've got the pick of the best players and. The sides below them, apart from Condover, are second 11s. But, I mean, we're only looking at that top four, really. But, yeah, it'll be interesting if it, if one of the sides from the Birmingham League does go down, uh, given that there is, there's only 20, quick maths, 26 points between fifth place and Hodnet in 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I mean, if the could change there. Yeah. <laughs> If the weather's still keeping as indifferent as it is, you know, you could have pretty much half the league in a re- in an end of season relegation battle. A bit like was it Division Five last season where it, you know, whoever was in like sixth or something. <laughs> I can't remember which league it was, but there was like everyone was going for it at the final final game of the season. It might have even been Division Four, but uh, yeah, I realised we we've been going on for quite a bit, so we're going to have to move ourselves on to. Uh, <laughs> No, no, we can. We uh, do. We want to talk for two more seconds about the bottom table, bottom of Division Four. I think they've gone, haven't they? Those two Bridge North threes, Bishop's Castle. It's mm. um, it, it's it's sad for for Castle. I mean, I, a club that I've got a real soft spot for. Love playing there. It's a, it's a fantastic ground. Yeah, you know, ground's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, oh, just best place to play in Shropshire, in my view. Um, but you know, you look at uh, Harry. Palmer, he's not only captaining the team, I saw he was keeping wicket as well. I'm not sure whether he's still doing the ground or whatever, but um, a lot on his shoulders. He's not getting any younger. Um, and they've yeah. obviously only got one one side, haven't they? Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Worrying. Mm, very, very worrying. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, I think, okay, I, I think Hodnit, that's the worry for me as well. Hodnit, it could be, it, it, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's yeah. going to happen with Birmingham League, but You've got to be looking at it. Okay, those two are gone potentially, but you think any of those bottom six then after that could could yeah, sort themselves I've got, in trouble. I've I've got some real sympathy for Hodnett. Again, like us, they've lost eight out of sixteen of their games. Yeah, um, literally half of them have gone. And, and you know they've got some quality players. I mean, Harry Fiaz, Mo, Mo Fiaz has been playing quite a few yeah. games this season, and he's quality. Um, you, you think they're hope? Well, as you say, with the three possibly getting relegated if there's a Birmingham league relegation they might be in trouble um but my money would be on them avoiding that I think yeah I think the one thing that surprised me this season about division four I guess it sh- I shouldn't be surprised is how Shrewsbury thirds have done and finding themselves in ninth but it is so tight and again with a third team just as we say it's availability isn't it? you know yeah. availability and people going up it'll be interesting well stop saying that um, that, <laughs> these final these final six games are really going to be interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, playing your home games, playing your home games. St George's might come into it as well. Perhaps I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> I will have to ask someone from the club. <laughs> that being said, the one person I spoke to at the club seemed to not even realise that his third eleven played at um, at St George's. But I guess that's what happens when you're in the in, in the ones. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move ourselves on to our next division and Division Seven. So, Division 7, despite having not played since week 10, Alberbury second 11 are still top of the table with 223 points, 43 points, 43 points, yeah, definitely 43 points, <laughs> um, 43 points behind them are quad third 11, um, five points behind them are Condover, second 11, six points behind them in fourth are Coton Hall, nine points behind them in fifth are Fortin, second 11. Then you've got Lillishaw, third 11 in sixth, Corvedale in seventh, Ellesmere, second 11 in eighth. And there's, that's where there's quite a big gap between the two sides. There's not much between third and seventh, but yeah, a big jump down um, in points of 36 between Ellesmere, second 11 and uh, Corvedale. Then seven points behind Ellesmere in ninth are Pontsbury, second 11, and then down in last place in 10th place with 71 points are Old Brighton second 11. So only five games left for this division. So less points left on the table. Um, but yeah, very close up the top. There's 20 points between quad third 11 in second and Fortin who are in fifth. It was a big win for Fortin against Lillishall third 11, which has really brought them back into contention. And from everything that Joss has said to me, um, he, he was a bit surprised Fortin haven't done a little bit better of recent and Coton Hall having been well ahead at the very beginning of the season up until week eight where they were absolutely flying a run of concessions and not being able to get the game on and then losing to Quat has seen them drop down to fourth place in the division but a huge win for Quat who have then moved their unbeaten run for the season up from week seven when they lost to Alberbury. Um That run has seen them push up the table. Um, Quartz having been in sixth place in week eight and seventh the week before that. So after they last lost their last game, but they've pushed themselves up into the table and now find themselves in second place. So guys, we all know where I would take it in this division, so I'll let you guys start. <laughs> Is it well? I'll be running away with it. Does that mean there's going to be like a double promotion? Do you think? Anyway, just kidding. Well, <laughs> well, I was, was, was oh, going to say no, oh, no, 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 no. Because do you know what? We just well, I just I just can't get my head around. I don't believe in double promotion, double relegation. There, I've said it. I don't think it's just that it should be a thing. But there we are. Unless a club requests a double relegation, I just don't think it's that. Move mm. on. Anyway, um, Quat were nowhere and have shot up the table, um, which is you know great for them. Okay, they beat nine man Coton Hall, uh, but you still got there's some still some good players playing for Coton Hall. Can only beat day. the team in front of your slats. Correct, absolutely. But do you know what? I'm I'm really pleased for him. I'm really pleased for Mark and his team. You know they've they've sort of realised they were struggling a bit, strengthened a, a wee bit, and they they've pushed up the division. Um, 
Coton Hall have, have really surprised me. I know they, they were always going to concede finals day. We knew that. But then to be struggling as they have been, okay, weather's been a, an impact as well. But to be struggling as they have been is, is a bit of a worry. Um, Shedney like that all? Um, I don't think it's an, a massive issue. They've just, um, they did, I think they did have 11 for that week and then they had two late dropouts. Um, right. Or it might have been one late dropout, but, um, you know, it was, it was, it was a last minute thing and they ended up having to travel with nine, which is, not what they wanted and I think it was they just lost their lost their heads that day I think and they just they had to bat they batted first um and all got out to stupid shots from what I'm told um, yeah um which which happens and sometimes when you're on a bit <laughs> of a there's, there's a bit of a roll of clatter of wickets it all gets in your head and it can it can just compound that um, yeah but you know they've they've still got they've still got the core of a good team there. I mean, Sean Reynolds hasn't been able to been available too much lately. Um, a number of weddings and and other things I know and work as meant he hasn't been been available. But they've still got some good players there. Um, without that, you know, Dan Thomas, as we mentioned him, um, quite regular. Uh, Aaron Jones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, played played Aaron the other night. Um, he was playing for Priest in the evening league. Um, and the pitch was interesting um, by <laughs> both by both teams' admissions, um, but he came out and played on a different pitch and was smacking it all over the place. And he, we did eventually get him out, um, um, but you know, and he, then he bowled some. He, he seems to be bowling spin at the moment. Um, and, okay. Um, he took two very good wickets um, in consecutive balls, and um, he's a quality player. You know, Dan came and played for us again. A few weeks ago against Lanny, they I don't think Lanny were very happy with it, but without Dan and Sean coming over from Coton, we wouldn't have got a game on and then they'd have had a you know, they'd have, they'd have had a, a day off. Um we'd much rather play cricket than than go shopping. Uh, I think we mentioned before. But, you know, they've still got some really good players in that Coton side and I think that conceding that game at um for finals day is with with all the wane that all the with all the rain Around it has just meant that they've come off that run, and they and the, the week before that they um, were conceded two by Ponsbury. So the last week for a while, they, yeah. Last week they properly played a game was week nine. Um, wow. Prior to prior to Quat, yeah. so you know they they're just massively out of practice. You know, as 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 is the case in the in divisions yeah. five and six, the the top two teams hadn't played for a few weeks and. They've lost. You know, you're on a good run. You want to stay playing. Um, yeah. yeah. If you're not playing for a few weeks, there's there's, there's always the chance you're going to lose. But just looking at the upcoming games in this division, Quat and Alberberry are playing mm. twice in the last three weeks. So yep. that could be a really tasty. Finish. Oh, is, that, is is this the random That's fixture? The random thing? game at the final yeah. end of the season. It's been quite, so, yeah. It's been. <laughs> if, if if Quat pull it out of the bag in week eighteen and and beat Alberberry, then. It could conceivably go down to that last game of the season, and it could be really interesting. Um, so you know, one to watch there. And you look at Alberbury's running as well. Ellesmere, probably the looking at the table, probably the easiest game of them all. And and then you've got Fortin the week after, who are in fifth and a very good side. You've then got Quat, as you said, in second place, and then you've got Condover, who are third, the penultimate week, and then they finish with Quat. So. 
Albury twos are going to do it. They're going to have to do it the hard way. Yeah, I'd, you know what? I wasn't a fan of this random fixture thing when it was decided, and I'm probably less of a fan now that you've got the top two playing each other twice in the last three games. I I, just, it was always going to plan out that way, wasn't it? Because I think Alberbury's two random games are Quartz, who are in second, and then Coton Hall, who were top at the time. So it's it's just I guess it's just how it lands. Um, you know, and if Alberbury if Alberbury end up winning this division, then they they. They certainly deserve it. Oh yeah, no, listen, I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't see past them winning it. I think they'll win it. But no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Slats. I, I, for me, I think I, I, I didn't like the idea of you know. It's just like I mentioned it before. Yes, okay. There are. I'm, I'm told there are reasons why they had to have this random game because apparently a ten-team division wouldn't have worked. I'm told, um, and there's much, there's much cleverer people than me that. That, that know the reasons behind this. <laughs> I'm not um, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but they, because there's, because virtually all these teams share grounds with another team, whether it be another team from their club or another team from a different club. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were, there were lots of issues around ground shares and it just mm. didn't fit into, I'm told it just didn't fit into, into the grid. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, like I said, there's there's reasons for it, and I don't understand them. You know, maybe it'd have been better just to have had blank weeks, and yeah. uh, but then we but then we're into that thing of people not playing and going off and finding something else to do. So it's it's, it's yeah yeah you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, like you're going to say. So yeah, um, but no, I'm not. I it's it wouldn't be my, and I don't think it'd be anyone's choice. I don't think it'd even be the league's choice to have had these random games. But it's Agreed. just what. <laughs> It's what has it's what has been put in front of us, and that's what we've got to deal with. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's well, Lillishall, Rich. They started. Yeah. They started yes. doing really well. Um, obviously, up until week six, were right up there, and just dropped off with a bit of form recently. Yeah, they've struggled with availability in the threes um, this season, particularly, um, and it's been a a case of of. You know, put, having to get a team together. Um, Supple Fernando, who normally sort of is leading the runs in this division, uh, most seasons he's playing Sundays primarily this year. That's been a big loss on the batting, I think, for them. Um, so I think you know they're you know the, the table doesn't lie, does it? They're they're mid table um, fairly comfortably, but um, I, I think it will take a lot for them to kind of start pushing ahead and getting into the promotion mix. Um, Forton, you, you've touched on, um, they've had a bit of an influx of St. George's players. Yeah. Um, mm. St. George's twos, you know, are now turning up playing at Forton in Division 7, which certainly is going to give them strength. And as you've seen, the, you know, recent results, they're starting to push up. They're only, what, one win away from second, aren't they? Mm. Um, so I think Forton could well be in the mix uh, by, by the end of the season. Really pleased that um, Quat are doing well. Uh, they were a lovely team to play against last year in Div 6, and I was sad yeah. to sort of see them go uh, in terms of relegation. Uh, so I'm really pleased for Mark and uh, his lads that um, they're putting in a good show this time round. Um, but it's Alberbriz. I mean, you've got 43-point lead with five games to go, and if you can't close that out, it'll be the biggest choke in sporting history, I think. Yeah, they deserve to be 
Division Eight next year if they don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Big, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the big, big, biggest points difference in any division. I think um, <laughs> yes. so. It's you know, it would be impossible to lose that. Although uh, they're, they're not the star batsmen, so his form's fallen away. He hasn't scored a hundred for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Mr. Elliot, <laughs> yeah, he, did, he, he didn't want to come on the supplement, did he? Because he could only put no. three in front of his name <laughs> instead of his name on there. Well, <laughs> let's. But it's going to be quite an interesting season for Joss, actually, because um, what we we're going into week sixteen next week of the cricketing season, and Joss hasn't played a single league game at home. Every game that he's played has been away this season, whether it be for the twos or being called up to play for the ones. Or if he, I think he was like uh, somewhere else one week and he had to play for the threes on the Sunday and yeah. that was away. So he hasn't hasn't actually played a league game at home. Got picked for the ones this week for our uh, for our home game and then um, yeah, getting drained off. Poor bloke. <laughs> it was it was the same for me. It was week eleven. Uh, was when I played my first home game because uh, mm. either the ground had been unfit and we didn't play a second team game or I was called up to the ones. Uh, so it was, yeah, week 11, the last game of the first half that played my first home game. I was captain, of, to, captain of the twos. <laughs> well, you were called up to Carvajal. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the other thing that you've got as well, um, which makes things something that you've got to think about with these lower lower division sides going for promotion as well is you're not quite sure what's going to happen with relegations in various leagues and also how things will get moved around so you know you could end up having the top four go up or you know so it's it's all you've it's always games to play for in these bottom two three divisions because they seem to be the ones where teams move uh, more freely about the divisions, like as we mentioned, depending on what kind of you know what the league structure needs to be, how many teams they should have in the league. Also, if the league has an influx of new teams, or even if some teams leave, you know, you look at sides like Bishop's Castle in Division Four, on only on seventy-five points, haven't lost won a game all season. Calver Hall yourselves. Um, 62 points, bottom of Division 5, you know, Kai Glass in 11th um, with only 90 points in Division 5 as well, you know, and you're looking at it and those sides, there are a potential of double relegations um, because I think, what was it? I think Alberbury finished on 150, 160 or something last season and got double relegations, so you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I'm sorry. If you could play booing noises when I did the supplement last time, I can say <laughs> I can say no one cares. <laughs> have, have, haven't um, haven't Calvall done a double relegation anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. That speaks for the pretty community. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, as as Barge said, we've uh, we've actioned our own double relegation. <laughs> don't need the league to do it <laughs> and, yeah. and, and uh, Kai Glass as well possibly because uh, both both yeah. of those teams came down from four into five mm. and possibly will be trapdoored down into six I mean it's mm. um, yeah or maybe seven <laughs> yeah you never know because there's uh, a lot going <laughs> on and obviously with Coat and Hall being as close to you Ollie, you never know what might happen there. Well, but we'll, well we're gonna we're gonna mer- we're gonna merge we're gonna merge with Coton Hall. I've heard on the grapevine. I don't know anything about it yeah. other than it's been talked <laughs> about. For, other, other than it's been talked about for years. But if we get relegated and they get promoted, and then we merge after that's happened, then uh, we've got two teams in the same division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I guess you could put out, I don't know, whether they put out a second team in Division 8 or something. I don't know. I don't know how you'd work it. But anyway, on that note, we will move it ourselves on to that, le- that division in question and Division 8. So Division 8, um, uh, another division which has seen no play basically for five weeks. Uh, there was one round of fixtures in week 14 where Gillsfield beat Chirk, Kai Glass beat Sentinel and Beacon got a bit of a surprise victory against second placed Keyside in the battle of the sides who share the same ground. Um, but... Yeah, there's not a great deal that's changed here. Gillsfield lead the way as they have pretty much all season with 188 points. And second place, our key side with 169. Third place, Kai Glass, second 11, 142. Fourth place, Beacon, third 11, 127. Six points behind them in fifth are Sentinel, third 11. And they cut adrift at the bottom with 93 points are Chirk, second 11 but all remember everyone that kai glass and a chirk still are a game behind so we'll play each other the very final week of their season so after all the other sides are finished in division eight and who's putting money on that being rained off anyway but um yeah no, so it'll be, no it'll be glorious not, it's not always glorious, glorious yeah. it's, it's 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 always glorious in september mate you should know that <laughs> season finishes and then it's sunny for another four weeks and you're like oh great mm-hmm. uh, the only problem is though is it gets dark at about four o'clock so uh it doesn't make too much. well and you know what they might ask for a special dispensation to start that game earlier who knows mm. but two weeks ago on the supplement i said that's it it's quayside and gillsfield top two they're the top two and i'm looking now and going actually kai glass they get their extra game in. They they're in the mix, aren't they? They're certainly pushing Keyside. Well, especially mm. when you look at the last two games for Gil- Gillsfield and Keyside are against each other. Yeah, mm. so yeah. That, you know, yeah. If Keyside win both those, they'll win it. If Gillsfield win both, they'll win it. If it's one a one a piece, then it all goes down to who got the most bonus points out of a losing game, and um, it could be really interesting. But if but- they t- if they knock if they knock points off each other in those two games and. They, they potentially open the door for Kai Glass to sneak well, up. Or if one runs away with it, wins both games, then, you know, say Gillsfield win both games, then that could open the door for Kai Glass to finish in the yep. top two. It's it's all up there, mate, I tell you. I mean... Um... Amazing how it's landed, though, isn't it? Our first versus second are playing each other the final two games. Third versus fourth are playing each other the final two games. And fifth versus sixth are playing each other the final two games. As it stands now. It's everyone's favourite division. Told you. It's exciting. <laughs> There's nothing, you know, there's a fag paper between them, and I think it's great. Yeah, so there's one, this this week that's coming up, week 16, is pretty much the final week where everyone plays someone different, and then it's the final four weeks of the season there where everyone just plays two more teams, basically. So it will, if you can get a good run, Keyside have got Chirk twice, um, and Gillsfield have got Kai Glass, who are in form at the moment, so you know there is there is a chance because uh, Gillsfield's running is not the easiest. Sentinel, then Kai Glass, Kai Glass, Keyside, Keyside, and it's not like that. You know that Gillsfield are going to suddenly try and strengthen their second team because they're pushing for honours in 
Div five, aren't they? So Div four or Div five? They, they've they've brought a soap star in. What more do you want in terms of strength? Are they? Well, as <laughs> as, as Josh said, you know, all they need now is a few bouncers. So yeah, yeah. See, Bargy, you have to be a certain age to get that. Get you, you do, you do. I, 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 I got I, it. I was, I was telling somebody the other day when I heard the news about obviously him, him going there. That um, I remember when his uh, wife Kerry was shot in the bush in <laughs> on Neighbours, and uh, they, <laughs> they looked, they looked at me, and I had to qualify by saying she was in the outback. <laughs> When it happened, yeah. Uh, but it's, I, mean, I, I mean, Mark Little to Gillsfield, I think that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened in Gillsfield since about the 13th century, I reckon. Um, well, well they'll, they'll all become just good friends down there. In, uh, uh, oh, oh, my Lord. <laughs> You definitely need to get Mark Little on the pod, though, James. Yes. Uh, I, you know, he, I, he hates the Tories more than you do. Does he? <laughs> he he's, oh, he's a massive left winger. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and now we've lost half of the podcast. Well, to be honest, the people uh, you met will probably, uh, with the way that things work, people probably get suggested what I post and stuff anyway so it's probably not a surprise and even if it is welcome um, <laughs> <laughs> yes um cool <laughs> yeah no so um division division eight um I tell you, there's not really much that we could say about it with there only being one game but that's been played but um anyone want to finish it off i'm looking forward to this week's results in mm. the sunshine see what happens and chops and change this division that's all you can say. It's going to be fun. Mm. And yeah, it'll be, uh, imagine if uh, it go- does go down to the final day and everyone has to go down and watch Kai Glass versus Chirk. There'll be a big, big crowd down at Chirk. Fill the stand. <laughs> they're, they're, they're probably playing football, weren't they, back then? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we played there last year and this woman was going to the bowls green. And she just walked right across the pitch. She went, love, love, we're in a game of cricket. I'm going to the bowls green. <laughs> so, yeah, cricket's third on that, on that sports field, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at the girls' field. Oh, yeah, Mark Little batted at three because we were wondering about where he'd bat in the, in the batting lineup. Um, oh, Lewis Todd batting at five. He's a good player. How many... Wickets. He got six for not surprising. Good player is Lewis Todd. Um, he and, was uh, Chris, Chris Scott's there as well, isn't he now at, yeah. um, at Gillsville? So he'll yeah, get some runs when he plays. He plays. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's playing the first though. I think he's. Oh, uh, is he? Yeah, okay. yeah. With he's playing with Flanny in the first. Right. So I think that leaves us just up to our final section. So once again, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Hopefully, the next time we get together, there will have been some cricket played. I think the next time we all get together, and this is across all of the podcasts, apart from the supplement one, will be our end-of-season preview. So looking into the what's going to be happening with the final few games and uh, talking about all the potential ups and downs and what teams need to do and various other predictions and then that's it and then in the off season we'll just be doing podcasts pretty much whenever we can probably once a month just to kind of keep ourselves ticking over with each podcast 
variant that we do but and as we mentioned we'll be doing some stuff with rich about the history of shropshire cricket as well <laughs> uh but yeah thank you very much rich for taking the time out uh for coming on the podcast we all realize as well and you will have realized now that it's uh, it's quite a quite an event I've uh, been ticking off my bingo card, my cow caller bingo card, as we were going through. I should have shouted house when Slater stopped speaking to begin with. <laughs> I lo- love you really, Ian. <laughs> I know, Rich. I know. I know. Everyone does. It's just, it's just uh, normal. And uh, yes. Thanks very much for having me on. It's no, been, right. been, been, been a treat. Thanks. No, you've been a you've been a fantastic guest, and I'm sure everyone else will have enjoyed you being on. And uh, good, good having you back, Ollie, and good knowing that Carvajal are making positive steps towards finishing the season. Well, thank you, James. Yeah, um, going by our WhatsApp group tonight. I might have spoke too soon, but we'll see. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't mentioned um, the other famous person we've got on the podcast tonight. <laughs> Ollie, um, Ollie, love you. No, <laughs> it took me a few seconds to get that, but that was fantastic, Ollie. Um, I prob- we probably can't share that, but uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll let you know at another doesn't, time. Doesn't worry me, mate. You crack on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, it's been good to have you back, Slats. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, mate. And listen, thank you so much as well. You coming on and, you know, despite that raging hangover you've got, well done, mate. <laughs> it was a really fun day um, <laughs> playing cricket. And uh, the worst the worst thing was is that the game, of, uh, the game on Saturday got called off. So me and a couple other cricketers went, we were like, oh, so we'll go to the Shrewsbury Town game. Went to the Shrewsbury Town game, saw half of Shropshire cricket there. Um all enjoyed quite a few beers so then that just kind of all rolled into Sunday where it continued and yeah I was a bit worried about how my performance would be today but it's uh, a mediocre five out of ten which is good for me um so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that and uh yeah we'll just see how long it takes me to get this out but yeah cheers guys as always thank you very much for listening to this episode of the cow corner podcast if you are interested in playing for the cow corner podcast team or you do want to host Host us if you want to us to play you in a game of cricket we tend to do like the shrewsbury game we live stream we got it live streamed um we've done loads of video content and uh with various other clubs that we've played for and as well as you've probably heard we support all venues bars if you have a bar we support them very well um so i mean even if you don't want the publicity, <laughs> you'll definitely get money in the pub. Um, but yeah, so stock, stock up now. Stock up now, yeah. Uh, don't be be careful with your drink. <laughs> I'll edit drink, that out. Drink, drink responsibly. Public information warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, it's uh, it's been great, and we have got Color Kit coming on the way as well, which will be nice and fun. And talking of that stuff, we do have beanies and uh, baseball caps, which will be going up for sale as well, right in time for the the, the right time of season. <laughs> but yeah, if you are interested, just get in touch. But anyway, thank you very much for listening to another po- uh, Cow Corner podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, and. Until next time, goodbye.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.